All right, welcome, welcome. My name is Pastor B. Wallace. And I'm Keontae McDonald, and you're tuning to Simplify Complexity, a relationship podcast. That's right. So we want to welcome you to another day, another podcast, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. Uh, right now, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. We're always grateful that you could join us and that you could be here with us. Um, also, go to the website, simplifycomplexity.org. There you can find more information about us and, and please uh, follow us. Our, our topic today is we want to talk about relationships and, and why people stay in a relationship. And, and, and sometimes people stay in a relationship solely because they've been together for so long. Yeah. And here's the thing is, is the reality is it really is hard when you've been with somebody and you've built a life with somebody. And kind of what we're talking about is you have those that they were kind of dating. They've been together for maybe a year, maybe those who are two years. Mm -hmm. We're talking about people. They've been together for like four years, seven (laughs) years, 10 years, and they still not married. You know what I mean? And and, and the relationship really is kind of in a dead end relationship a little bit. Um, It's not really going anywhere or. You've been together for five years. You've been together for seven years and you've seen red flags. I mean, those red flags are so like just, you know, just and and yet Definitely. you're like, but we've been together for so long. So therefore, if you would have seen those same red flags in year one, if you would have seen them same red flags in year two, you'd have exited the relationship. But you find yourself yeah. basically staying in the relationship solely because you've just been together for so long. Um, right. and, and, and I think that's dangerous. And, and so that's kind of what we want to talk about is what do you do? And, and, and this is not an easy topic because when you've built a life together, um, you know, what do you do? You know, how do you approach yeah. that? Do you, it's five years of your life? That's a long time. It's Seven pretty, years, it's of your, 10 years of your life. You know, what would do you do really just tear that down? Do you really just end that and go someplace else? And well, what are your thoughts? I'm about to say, well, for me, man, I just think that you just really have to, you know, take an honest look at your relationship. I think oftentimes when people stay in relationships like that for so long, they kind of give themselves an excuse why they stay in that relationship. And the excuse, there's, there's, there's a range of excuses. But I would say like the most prevalent ones would be because they're kind of dependent upon one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll break that down. For example, like you've been with someone for like eight years and you kind of make this ecosystem where like, okay, you know, we live together and you know, he pays this part of the bills, She pays this part of the bills and it just right. works. You it know? works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now you kind of almost have like that fear. Like, man, if I break off from this, how am I, how am I going to survive? Or, you know what I mean? Like how are things going to flow naturally or normally for me? Because this is all I've done, you know, and it just works. It just works this way. So people will rather just sacrifice and be, you know, necessary, not necessary, I would say sometimes, most of the time, people will sacrifice and be in a, like, unhappy relationship for so long just because they have that benefit of having that ecosystem already around them, if that makes sense. It, it, it makes total sense, and that's where we want to encourage people that, it, though it might make sense, it's not a good idea. It's not mm-hmm. something, th- those aren't reasons why you want to stay in a relationship. Those aren't reasons why you, you stay with people. My thinking is this, it kind of goes back to what's the whole point of dating? What's the whole point of courting? Is It's to find that life partner. You want that relationship to, to go someplace. And if you're in that relationship and you're beginning to feel like, well, like, okay, where is this going? I'm not sure if I should still be with this person. Then it's never too late. If you're not right. married. It's never too late to cease it. It's never too late to pull back 
and to reevaluate. And I really want to kind of emphasize that whole idea is, is reevaluate because I don't think we do that enough as we build something with somebody and, and really kind of reevaluate, okay, where's this going? What are the priorities? You know, how does this look as, as a lifelong thing? Because one of the challenging things of what people do is they're in this dead end relationship for so long. Mm-hmm. They're in this thing. And, and, and again, because they didn't want to break it off at year five, even though they know that they probably should have broken off of year five, now you're in year 10. And it yeah. didn't get any better. You know what I mean? You're, you're basically wasting years of your life investing into this thing that there is, is it's already gone bankrupt. Exactly. And that's the dangerous part because you already know the outcome of it. Yeah. But you're continuing to stay there. And, you know, we have that mentality with so many things, not even just relationships. Some of us have that mentality with like jobs. We'll yep. stay at a job we know we can't promote in, you know what I mean? And just like, oh, well, the money is okay here, so I'll just stay here. You know, and we apply that same type of thinking to our relationships. But just like you said, you're wasting that time. You're killing that time of staying in, a, in, a, in an outcome that's going to be disastrous. When you can spend that five years, you'd have broke it up at five, you know, broke it up at five years. You could have spent the next five years actually finding the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, that you're going to be happy with, that you're going to be fulfilled with and living out your full purpose. Wait, and and let me add to that because what comes to my mind is the word toxic. Mm. Is Mm -hmm. we allow fear to keep us in a toxic situation. Fear of the unknown. Fear of, like you said, well, how am I, now where am I going to live? Fear of where am I going to go? Fear of will I find somebody different? Fear, look, I'm this age. I'm 40 now. I'm 50 now. You know, and, and so we allow fear to keep us in a toxic situation when we mm-hmm. should not be fearful. You know, the, we, we don't, the only thing we need to fear is God. And so I think one of the first encouragement, one of the first challenges is really just telling people is don't allow fear to dictate your life. And you don't want to stay in a toxic situation when you know at year five, well, I'm just going to stay in it and and, and I'm a hope and hope it changes. And now it's year 10. Now it's year 15. And here it is. Now you've wasted so much of your time. And here's another word I keep thinking of a money pit. Mm. You know, and and so I had to find a word. I had to find a word because I know we all know the idea of a money pit where you're just putting money into a house. And, and it's just eating it away. And, and so yeah. you should not have bought that house. You need to go ahead and sell that house. You need to go ahead and get out of it. You know, you have a, a lemon when it comes to a car, right? And so here's the thing. Mm. There's some relationships. There's some people. That guy you're with, he's a, he's a total lemon. That girl you're with, <laughs> she's a total lemon. And you just yeah. keep putting money into it. You keep investing. You keep investing. And, and every year that you put another investment in is, a, is another year that's been wasted that you could have put it someplace else and you've been unhappy. And, and again, you're dating. You're courting. You're not married. And so it's never too late to step back and to reevaluate. You're going to say something? Right. Like- I was going to say, man, like people really need to understand really too the aspect of like the danger of it. You know, another example, you wouldn't necessarily, let's take your lemon, your lemon example. You get a car, right? Oh man, my brakes are going out. Oh man, you know, my transmission is leaking. Man, I don't have no front windshield in this window. Eventually, if you keep driving that car, something's bad. You know, something's bad is going to happen. You're going to get into an accident. You know what I mean? But like I said, most of us, we just kind of just bypass and like, oh, well, it's it turns on every time I get in it. So it should be fine. No, it's not fine. These are the red flags you need to be looking for. You know what I mean? You don't have to get into a car accident to say, "Ooh, I should have got out of that a long time ago. Right. <laughs> you know? And here's the, here's the crazy part is sometimes we actually do get into an accident. Sometimes we and but yet we still stay into it. 
all the signs are there that this is a red flag. All the signs are there that, man, we need to either cease or we need to reevaluate. And I want to kind of build on that idea as far as reevaluate, because what am I talking about? I'm saying that there are moments and there are times when you just want to reevaluate, okay, what is the positive? What's the mm-hmm. good? What What is our foundation? You want to look at the foundation of a relationship because there are times when you have built something for five years, when you have built something for 10 years, you don't want to just like just completely just quickly say, OK, well, this is this is over. You do want to think it about. I mean, think about it. Yeah, you've built you. You spent that much time together. But when you spend that time together and you're like, well, man, he's a really good guy. She's a really good woman. She has this and she has this going for her. And as you begin to evaluate and you're like, well, they're, they're really a good person. We really have a, a good thing, but you were just in a rut mm-hmm. or they're not perfect or, you know, they're this this part about them really annoys me. They have all these other good things, but this and this and this really annoys me. You now yeah. kind of transition into just the, the realities of relationships. The realities mm-hmm. of relationships yeah. is that, you know, you you you're working together, you're growing. And so people are different. And so you're not going to find the perfect person. And so mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for the perfect person, the perfect relationship, you're setting yourself up. You're setting yourself up for failure. What you're looking for is you're looking for compatibility. And and so I right. think one of the first things you're evaluating is if you notice that, you know, maybe we've just gotten to a rut. Maybe, you know, they're, they're really a good person. We really do have a good foundation then that is a reason to say, okay, we need to stick this out. Any thoughts on that, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really good to think about because, you know, I don't want to use the word salvageable because that just sounds bad, but for lack of a better term, the relationship is salvageable. All you got to do is really, you know, you see those things, you know you guys are compatible, you see the little things that you need to work on and work on them. You know what I mean? It's a difference of just seeing red flags and knowing that you're heading down a cannonball, just dead in a hole versus like, okay, we have something good. The past two years have just kind of been, you know, down. Relationships are like roller coasters. They go up and down. The point is, are you going to stay down? Are you going to work to build that relationship back up? And I think that's good because, like I said, all you have to do is figure it out and actually put the work to it. That's what a relationship is, is work. Well, here's the thing. Eventually, you're going to let's say you leave that relationship. It had a good foundation. You had some good things going. Wasn't perfect, but just some good things going. You leave that relationship. You step into another relationship. You're going to have every relationship has most of say Most relationships have their moments where they start off that first year, that first second year. They're good. uh, Like you said, it's like, (laughs) hey. You know, and then every relationship at some point kind of plateaus. Every relationship kind of has its moments where it dips. And and if you're constantly looking to get out of a relationship because there's a dip, then you're not really coming in tune with the realities of relationships. You said it. Relationships take work. And so you're going to probably have times where you're like, man, I really don't like you too much. Or I don't find myself super attracted to you how I was. Yeah. But that's why you build a foundation. Your relationship should be more than just attraction. Your relationship should be more, you know, than, you know, those surface level things. You want to have those deeper things. And so my encouragement is, you know, or our encouragement is to to look at how can we, what was the word salvage? How, what, what do we need to do to build on? So maybe let's get exactly. some counseling. Let's uh, join a, a couple's ministry. Let's exactly. you know. Let's do things. Let's make sure. Our, let's go out on dates again. What are, What are we doing? What do we need to do to make sure we're investing in our relationship the same way we're, we were before? Right. You know, you gotta identify those problems. You know, I'm gonna just keep it right on with the car analogies. You know, like the lemon. 
once you're driving your car and being a little oil sign comes on, you're not just going to keep driving and say, well, I hope my engine doesn't lock up. You're going to take it to an oil place and get the oil changed. That's called maintenance. So yeah. going to counseling, talking through things, you know, bettering your communication, that is maintenance on your relationship. That's how you salvage the relationship. You know, so we got to really work. You got to identify those things. You got to see them. You know what I mean? And be willing to take them in. Be willing to maintenance them. Be willing to fix them and work towards the better. Now, the only thing I would add to that is what makes a lemon a lemon is no matter what you put into it, it would start off a lemon, right? And so, right. And so, we get, so this analogy right now is we're talking about you evaluating there's, there's a good foundation. It was a yeah. good car. You just, like you said, you stopped maintenancing the good car. So now the good right. car is starting to break down on you because you stopped putting an investment in the car. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the other analogy, right? Now, the, another, the other analogy <laughs> is when it started off just bad. You know what I mean? The, right. it, basically, the only thing that was kind of keeping you guys together was this sexual attraction, this this energy or whatever it might be. And yeah. to be honest, man, there's some people, they got together and you're like, why? Like, why are you still in this? Like, it's it, it started off bad. It's always been bad, but yet they keep, it's been a lemon. It's been a lemon the whole time. They've been, they've put in, they've been, they've, they are emotionally bankrupt because mm-hmm. they've invested so much into a relationship. And it's so clear that he's a cheater. She's a liar. She has uh, attachment issues. She has trust issues. He has trust issues. He has communication yeah. issues. She has yeah. communication. You know what I mean? You could go down the list where you're just like, man, this relationship is bound for failure. But yet you're still in it. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then like the bad thing about it, sometimes you try to dress that relationship up. Just like you said, oh, he's a cheater. You know I mean? She's a liar. And he's like, well, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? It's because you're dependent. But that's like just putting a, you're putting a, you're putting a brand new spoiler on a lemon. Like it ain't going to do nothing for it. You just, you're just dressing it up. <laughs> uh, I got a new paint job on it. You know, it's like, no, it's still a lemon. It's the engine. It's what's on the inside. Right. And, and, right. and now, now here's the reality is that the reality is, we got caught up. One of the mistakes mm-hmm. we make by getting attached to a lemon is because we got emotionally invested into a relationship long yeah. before we should have. We built yeah. our relationships the wrong way. And I spent a lot of time talking about this in my book. Um, and it's called Chasing Happily Ever After. I want to encourage you, go to Amazon. It's available on Amazon, Chasing Happily Ever After. But I spent a lot of time as far as, you know, building our relationships. And as we do build them, you know, how do we avoid getting emotionally attached too quickly? Because I still need to evaluate. We mention it all the time. When you meet somebody, you're meeting their representative. And, and, mm-hmm. and oftentimes we allow our our attraction towards somebody to get us into a relationship rather than, you know, I, I see you're attractive, but what else do you have? Do you have any right, other qualities? So I see you're attractive. I got it. But the opposite, what we do is we see somebody's attractive and now we're fully in, we're fully involved. We're, 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 we're now because I'm attra- attracted to you. Now I get physically involved. Now that's mm. another no, no. So now all of a sudden within the first week for some people within i mean man within the first two days a day people because again when you get attracted to somebody that euphoria is there all of a sudden you jump right in so now you're physically involved whether or not it was a month and and that gets you for a while now there's an attachment physically because you guys are Mm -hmm. out having sex there's an attachment because of the the you're emotionally now connected and it's not until like it's a month later maybe 
three months later, maybe six months later, that you really start to see their character and you're like, but you can't get out or it's hard for you to get out because of that attachment that you've built. Now, all of a sudden, it's it's nine months later and you got what? A little baby on the way. The little baby. Now now it's even harder. Now we got a baby. Man, right, he's a, right. he's been a lemon. She's been a lemon, but now all of a sudden you got, you know, baby one. And then all of a sudden he left, she left, and they now you back together and you got baby two and 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 yeah. you live together and now you've created this this monster and you're like, How mm-hmm. do I leave it? And and it's that, tough. And that, it's tough. You know, and that's, you know, like I said, and we, we kind of just set ourselves up on that roll. And it's like we it's, it's almost like quicksand. You know what I mean? Like we jump in and it's like, hey, hey, throw you know, throw me a rope or something. Then you just the longer you stay in there, you know, you just like, oh, I, I can't move. I can't move. How do I get out of this? You know, and you're just stuck. Yeah. But you don't have to be that way. You don't have to. But, be and, and we don't. And, and I think that's the thing is you have options. If you're listening to this and you feel like you're in a dead end relationship, if you're listening to this and you 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 you're like, man, how did I get into this this situation? And all of a sudden I have two babies I have, you know, and I I get it. Your heart is saying, I want to make it work. I want to make it work. But you have to realize when it's not going to work. You're not married. They've shown every sign that Mm -hmm. they are not the one. They've shown every sign that they lack the ability to be a lifetime lifetime partner the longer you're with them the more you're in this toxic situation and and god doesn't want you in a toxic situation i would say we pretty much hit like every point as far as like the dating or whatnot you just have to realize that you know you can't sacrifice you being happy just because you put a lot of time into something because i think we all get sentimental you know what I mean? Like when we have our first cars that yeah. we buy for, you know, oh, this is, you know, this is my first car. Now, that's a sentimental attachment to it. Some of us have that lustful attraction and, you know, that's, that, you know, that sexual attraction. Yeah. But we have to realize, okay, I can't sacrifice my happiness just because I, you know, I put eight years here. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to find a point where it might be time for me to move on in order for me to grow. In order for me to get that promotion, in order for me to get that job position that I want, I'm going to have to leave this job. You know, in order for me to grow, in order for me to blossom. Now, I want to build on that because I want to end with marriage. And Mm -hmm. the thing that makes marriage different. And and so as we talk about this, as we mention these things, there's going to be moments when you're possibly in marriage that you're not happy. There's going to be possibly a moments where you just feel like, you know, I just want to get out. And, and, And it can be really, really hard. But we have to understand that when we get married, we've made a commitment. We've signed a contract. And so that's why I wanted to separate the two because you're going to be, I'm, I have no doubts as you are in marriage right now, you just feel like you're in a toxic situation. And, and the thing is, is that don't let divorce be your solution to solve that toxicity. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I get it. You're like, well, wait a minute. You were just saying, you know, get out. But that was a different situation. It wasn't marriage. That's why we need to understand that when we get married, the commitment that we are making that's why marriage is not something we should take lightly that's why we want to go through the process of data collecting the the things i mentioned in my book that's why we want to go through the process of having community around so that way when we make that choice we're making the best possible choice um and again no one's perfect and so i believe that your marriage is salvageable 
even though it can be a really challenging situation, even though he might be that toxic person, but that's where trust in God really has to be there. And I'm going to add something to that, but I want you to jump on that, man. That's a good point. You know, like there's just the differences between marriage and dating. Just like you said, there's that commitment. And just like with relationships, you know that there's going to be a roller coaster effect. You're going to be on a high. You're going to have lows. Same thing in marriage. You know, you're going to have those ups. You're going to have those downtimes. You're going to have those years where you're just kind of moving steady. But you have to identify and actually know that, you know, this is something that I committed to not only before my mate, but before God as well. Um, So that's just I think the biggest word to use with marriage is, again, that maintenance. You have to identify you know, what's going on here? Why are we, you know, why are we moving in this plateau? This is straightforward. And you have to just maintenance your marriage. Well, and I know somebody's kind of upset right now watching this. And they're like, well, how dare you say I have to stay with this person? First off, I didn't say it. And I think that's really important for us to understand is it's not me saying it. It's about our commitment to God. And now, mind right. you, if, if, if you don't have a commitment to God, then that, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother show. But you have to remember, we're a, a Christian relationship podcast. And so mm-hmm. we're going to share godly advice as far as what God's word says. And when we get married, we make a promise. We make a commitment to God for better or for, or for worse. worse. And I I cannot say how much I understand that what you're going through is the worst of the worst. And you're just like, what am I going to do? But this is where we understand that, number one, our peace, our security and our happiness is not solely in just a person. It's in God. And that's where we're seeking him for that peace. We're seeking him for that strength. We're seeking God for that for that guidance as far as how do I navigate this? Now, mm-hmm. there could be a situation where you're in an abusive situation. We right. are not telling you and we are not saying that you need to stay in an abusive situation. What you need to do right this second, if you're in an abusive situation, you need to leave that home, leave that environment. It does not take a divorce to, 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 to leave an environment and leave that environment immediately get into a support group so you have people that can walk you through what are those next steps. We cannot tell you in this podcast the steps you need to take because every situation is different. But what I do know is that, number one, you need to get out that situation and get some support so somebody can walk you through how to deal with your situation. Now, if that's not you, now we got everybody else where he's just yeah. getting on your nerves. He I, he, I just ain't attracted to her anymore. And, and look, she got yeah. she gained some weight and and whoop de wop this. Those aren't ground. That, that, yeah, that, that's not it. Those, those are things you need to, to, to work through. Um, and what can they do? What are some things that they, they can do to work through, man? You just got to be intentional on just reflecting like, OK, I married this person for a reason. You know what I mean? I don't think. Most of us just get into marriage to be like, hey, I seen her down the block. She was fine. Let me marry her. You got to really think back on those markers of like, why, why did I marry this person in the first place? Um, I think when you really go back and revisit memories and just the, the qualities that your spouse has, when you're really going through those rough times and that rough patch, bringing those memories back up and bringing those thoughts back up, it helps you to, you know, it helps you to see further. Like, okay, look. We're going through a tough time right now, but I want to stick this out because I can see the vision. I can see it clearly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got to really communicate that with your spouse. Have a time where you guys just sit down at night. Instead of watching the show, just talk about old things that you did. You know what I mean? Communicate. I think communication is key. That's the number one thing you can do is communicate what's well, going on in this relationship. To build to that, the thing I would say, sometimes where you could be is you can feel like where you're at and where you want your relationship to be can feel like 
it's a long, it, it can feel like a big gap. It can feel yeah. like from California to New York. And that, that's what I'm thinking about it. And, and, and then if you had to think about walking or doing a journey from California to New York, right? In your mind, you're just like, nope, I just, nope, I just can't, I can't, like that's too far. And, and right. that's where in our minds. And so therefore, what we keep thinking is we allow this option of quitting. And that's where divorce mm-hmm. comes in. But understand, though it's a long journey, it's not as though it's impossible. And mm-hmm. so how do you that's get right. from California to New York? Is one step at a time. One step at a time. One step mm-hmm. at a time, one day at a time. And every step you make closer to New York is a step closer to getting to that end goal, getting where you want to be. And, and that's how we have to view it. And I think the danger that we do with inside of marriage is the mistake is made is that you allow divorce to be an option. And, yeah. and, and, and that's where you have to think of it like this. When you make that commitment, when you make that, that, that marriage vow, it's, it's, it's almost like the same thing as you wouldn't divorce a child. If, you, if, exactly. if, I, if I even mention that, if somebody else mentioned that, you know, I'm thinking about divorcing my uh, eight-year-old. I'm thinking about divorcing <laughs> my, my 15-year-old. I mean, trust me, I get it. Teenagers and all that, men, kids. But you don't think about divorcing them. That's not what comes to your mind. You're always looking for a solution. What do I need to do? What do we need to do to work this out? And because that's, divorce is not an option. And so it always mm-hmm. moves you toward a solution. That's the same thing it needs to be in a marriage. Divorce shouldn't be an option. It needs to, you need to always be looking for what is the solution because divorce isn't an option. Yeah, exactly. That's all I got to say, man. You got any last thoughts? I'll just say, man, again, uh, I just reinforce being intentional. Man, some of us, when it comes to like marriage, we'll be ready to just throw in a towel. It can be five years, six years. We just, nah, man, she, she just don't give me our, he just doesn't understand me. They're just ready to throw in a towel. Some of us have sweaters that we've kept longer than that. So is your sweater not worth, you know what I mean, your marriage, your commitment before God, your life-changing moment of being married to somebody? We have to be intentional and really place our marriage at a higher, just at a higher value. You know what I mean? I think sometimes, you know, especially with like these romance shows and, you know, society and entertainment, you know, we see celebrities, they just get divorced every time. And it's always inconsolable differences and and, and things of that nature. We have to think and value our marriage at a higher regard, you know, to where we just don't throw in the hat that that fast. We don't we, we don't hold divorce as just this card on the shelf like, ah, you know, it's time for me to grab this. We have to be intentional and really working out things. Like I said, the maintenance, maintenance. of your marriage. There it is. You know what I mean, and, and just going through that communication process of like, babe, you know what? What can I do to what can I do to make us better? You know what I mean? What would you like to see me to do? You know what I mean? And vice versa. What you know what I mean? These are these are some of the things that we could do to work together to be better. You just yeah. have to make you know maintenance and just be um, you know just um, intentional in really making your marriage better. Here's the thing. Are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? There it is. All right, let's, let's go in and pray. Father, we thank you for this day, for your many blessings, for your guidance and protection. Father, we pray for those who are in a dead-end relationship and it's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. There's clear signs that they need to get out and 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 um, and rather than continuing down this path of this, this unmarried relationship that just, you know, isn't going someplace, Father, I just pray that you'll touch them and just help them to see, not allow fear to be the reason why they stay into that um, relationship. And Father, for those that are married, um, Father, you know their heart. You know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. You know how they might feel like it's it's so dark and they're not happy. 
but help them to seek you first. Help them to understand that their happiness comes to you and, and, and remind them of the commitment that they made, the commitment yeah. that, that they chose to make to you. And, and Father, as they make that commitment to you, help them to keep their promise to you and to seek you. For anyone that's in an abusive situation, Father, just help them to get out of it. Father, help mm -hmm. uh, them find somebody and, and bring somebody that will walk with them through that process as far as what are the next steps that they need to take. We love you. We ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, God bless you. God keep you again. Don't forget to go to the website, simplifycomplexity.org. Please follow us. Um, you can follow me at uh, Brian E. Wallace and Keontae. Mine is Keontae McDonald, um, K-E-O-N-T-E, -E, McDonald like the restaurant. I should trademark that. You should totally That's trademark same. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, God bless you. God keep you. Until next time.